So today on episode three, the My Golf Spy Insider Podcast, we're going to keep it in-house today. Spy v. Spy, it's just Tony Covey, Adam Beach, Mano Imano, Talking Drivers 2019, and is 2019 the best year for drivers ever? All the stars are aligning this year. Every company is going to have a new driver for golf consumers to try come January 2019. Every single one of them, TaylorMade, Callaway, Titus, Mizuno, Wilson, Cobra, Ping, Srixon, and this year, it's not just about the big guys, it's the little guys too. We're talking Mizuno, Wilson, Torredge, PXG. They're going to make some noise this year. Is 2019 the best year for drivers ever? What do you say, Tony? I don't know about ever, but it's, it's certainly the best I can recall in a long, long time. Before we hop into the drivers, I think it's, it's, it's important to point out that these little guys are essentially fighting for scraps within the larger market. If we're talking dollar share, right? Forget about units for now. Any smart company isn't necessarily concerned, as concerned with how many they're selling, but rather how much they're making selling what they're selling. So that's really the metric that most of these guys look at. Yeah. So, so that means you've got people that are selling $100 drivers and $800 drivers, right? Right. Yeah. There's, and I mean, to throw out a number, that's that's really what you're talking about. The discrepancy between the, the highest average selling price in the industry and and the lowest average selling price uh, among the companies that anybody's heard of is, it's it's over six hundred dollars. You know, it's about six hundred and seventy dollars or so. So it's it's quite a range in in the difference between brands. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, the average selling price for a Cleveland slash Wilson Torridge is between 100 and 200 dollars where pxg is well yeah i mean cleveland's a little higher than the other two you mentioned but yeah pxg is is well above it's it's almost 800 dollars per unit sold so you're you're not having to sell nearly as many drivers at 800 dollars as you are 100 dollars, correct no no bob can sell a lot <laughs> a lot less drivers than everybody else and still be comfortable yeah so that being said let's cover some of these little guys that are kind of all fighting for the scraps. And we, when we're talking about scraps, we're saying that five of the golf companies make up 90% of the sales in golf for driver category. The other 10%, all the other companies are fighting for the scraps, and those are Mizuno, Wilson, Torredge, PXG, right? Right, yeah. I mean, any any sort of outside of that big five. So we're talking TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, Titleist, Cobra. Between those five companies, you're talking, at least in 2018, year-to-date, a hair over 90%. Of, of all dollars spent on drivers go to those five companies, which means everybody else is left fighting over that last 10% of your dollars. Yeah, so who do we think is going to be up this year in market share? Who do we think is going to be down this year? Like, who's going to actually make some noise from those small companies? We've got Wilson that obviously everybody's been hearing about through Driver versus Driver 2 and the Wilson Cortex. You're hearing a lot about it right now. So you know, where do you think they're going to be? Do you think they're going to move up or down Wilson this year overall in dollar sales for drivers? Well, I, I think they have to move up if for no other reason than the, you know, they're selling Cortex right now for 500. What we're hearing and, and, you know, they'd certainly be smart to do so is that they've really kind of ramped down production. They haven't overproduced units so that if we project a year from now, they shouldn't be in a situation where they have, you know, thousands of of Cortex is sitting on shelves that they <laughs> thousands need. of Tritons, right? Exactly, right. So I mean, Triton dropped to 149. You can you can find it for less now. You can't have that happen with Cortex, especially where Wilson is, where 
it's trying to reestablish itself as a, a serious brand and not a cheap brand that sells box sets at Walmart. So hey. it wants to reestablish itself in a ser- as a serious player in the golf market in the driver space. And by setting that $500 price point, that makes a statement. Now, the, the challenge there is can they maintain that $500 price point? Will Cortex continue the momentum right through through January, February, March, April? So right now on the shelves, right, you've got Shrixon, which has been out for a few months I mean, I hate to say it, but they may have already peaked in terms of, you know, what the interest level in that is. You know, certainly it, it's tough to maintain that as a smaller brand after launch. So you think Strixon might have launched, you think they might have launched too soon with their new Z585 and Z785s? Well, if if you look at kind of the, the cadence of everybody else, I mean, it's it's a difficult balance, right? If you go early, you have an opportunity to sell fast, right? Make an impact early, kind of get ahead of everything knowing that once TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, those guys launch, that you're probably going to taper off. Well, here's what I've noticed, and I'm sure you would agree. In the 10 years you and I have been having these conversations about launches and things, when we look back at the companies that were the number one driver category leaders, they were always last to launch. Do you recall that? Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you if you kind of look at the sales demographics and when, when things peak, it's kind of in your, your May-June time frame. And once you get into... You know, what is for me an off season, right? I'm looking out my window and I've got snowflakes falling. I'm I'm off a New York golf course until maybe April, probably May, if, if things if things go how they have gone. So you know, you've got a good portion of the country right now that, that isn't buying drivers. So it, it's kind of a lull. Well, it's tough, though. You've got to vie for some type of attention, meaning if you know Callaway is going to launch in whatever, January, February, and you try to launch alongside of them, you know, there's not going to be much buzz for your Strixon or whatever. So I think all these companies are, you know, behind the scenes jockeying for what their launch date will be that they can kind of own that two week real estate or one day or one month where it's just people talking about them, you know, and that's what we've seen. Yeah. And if you look, it's certainly we know things are coming. We don't have absolute uh, launch dates. I suspect Ping's retail date is going to be a little later than the other guys, but if, if the pattern holds, TaylorMade and, and Callaway are going to hit shelves within a week of each other, end of January, early February. Ping shouldn't be too far behind. Cobra's, I want to say, what, January 15th is their retail date, and obviously Titleist has been on the shelves for a couple months now. So you know, once once you get into that space, now you're... As a little guy, you're you're having to go head to head with the big guys. Where if you're you know Strixon launching early might make sense. Same with with Wilson trying to get in stores early. It just becomes a a question of how much momentum can you sustain once you get in a situation where everybody and this year is a really unique case where it really is everybody everybody has something new and you know, potentially interesting, right? Some really cool stuff coming. All right, so there's going to be a lot of new drivers for golfers out there in 2019, but I want you to put your golfster Domus hat on right now and say, all right, Mizuno, uh, new driver, ST190. Are they up or down in dollars this year for the driver category, in your opinion? I'm going to say up slightly, and I say that with an asterisk. It really depends on whether or not they can get uh, a little bit of tour play. They've been fortunate so far. I mean, these aren't big names, and I couldn't even tell you. I don't even remember them off the top of my head. But they have had the new driver in play on tour in a couple of events already. Certainly, there's there's more buzz around it than we've typically seen with a with a new Mizuno driver. But ultimately, it's going to come down to whether or not it can hold its own against the others. And 
what, what's going to be the interesting dynamic, right? Are the Mizunos and the Wilsons and the, and the Clevelands and the Torridge, if they're going to be up or down, are they up or down because they, they managed to poach a little bit of market share from the leaders or are they all stealing from each other? Well, we're, we're going to get, we're going to get to that. Gostradamus, but hold on a second. So you've got you've got Mizuno up, and you know with an asterisk. We can't asterisk all these, but you've got Wilson up. So on to the next one is Torridge up or down. I think they just have. I think they're going to be flat. Quite honestly, I don't think you're going to see a lot of movement there. There's not. There's not a lot of room for them to move at their price point, right? So it it it. Well, the one unique thing about them is they own a price point, which, you know, at 299 they own a, a real estate above them a little bit and below them a little bit. So for the guy that is looking for a quote-unquote value deal, perceptually, they're in that, you know, sweet spot, right? So I don't know how that's going to translate, but they think it's going to translate well. What do you think? Well, a lot of – it could, right? But I think a lot of their success – is actually tied to how well the big guys maintain their inventory, right? So if if TaylorMade doesn't have a lot of M3, M4 left on the shelves and they're not blowing them out at say 359, right? If there if there is not a bigger brand alternative on the shelves at at a reasonable price, then Tour Edge becomes the only game in that town potentially. But I mean, we're already seeing price drops with the Ping G400 stuff that that's kind of putting it closer to that ballpark. So I mean, Torridge. Yeah, it's going to be tough if the price discounts for things like Ping G400 is sitting right beside a Torridge Exotics ESS, and the old G400 is at 349, and we know that's a a damn good performer. And Torridge is, you know, what reason would you go with, with that driver unless you just want to be, you know, aligning with a smaller David versus Goliath, right? Right, and and for some guys, that Torridge is going to outperform the Ping, right? Yeah, that- for sure. For the right guy, driver X is going to outperform driver Y, regardless of, of what we're hiding behind those variables. But, I mean, I, I think just the, the mindset. But we know there's a G400 option that's going to perform pretty damn well for somebody. Yeah, the mindset of the typical consumer is still, right, you know, th- those big five are still what people want. And, and arguably, you know, even the big four, some, some view Cobra as kind of not quite on that same level. They're riding that that fence right now. Right. So we know Titleist, you know, Titleist is fully into their stuff. There's not a lot of, of into the TS stuff. There's not a lot of 917 stuff laying around. Callaway has, has started to discount Rogue. They have been really, really done just an absolutely exceptional job at maintaining their inventory lately. So I don't expect there's going to be a ton of, of cheap Rogue on the shelves. TaylorMade has still had some excess inventory uh, issues, to say the least. I mean, there's a reason their their average selling price is about $50 less than Callaway right now, and that, that's because of that old inventory. So when they, they launch the new stuff... Still got some of those rocket balls floating around. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully we're past that, but who knows. But yeah, if TaylorMade has maintained inventory responsibly, and chances are Ping doesn't have a ton of the G400 stuff, right? They're just trying to get through until the 410 launches. So if if old inventory, or, or if there isn't a lot of you know, what is now this year's models left on shelves when the new models hit, that actually is really good for Torridge. But if if there is sort of a, a surplus, if, as there has been in years past, then then it's more of an uphill challenge for Torridge for sure. All right, so we got Mizuno up, Wilson up, Torridge you say is flat. Gosterdamus last prediction: PXG, 2019, up or down? <laughs> I mean, there uh, <laughs> there's nowhere to there's nowhere to go but up. I think. You mean prices? <laughs> look, yeah. Look, Could they be the first thousand dollar driver uh, in quite some time? 
Yeah, I, well, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know when the Gen 2 is going to launch, and I don't know what the price point is going to be, but they've they've incremented every release. The price has gone up, and I, if, if memory serves, they're at 850 with the uh, 0811X, and so 950 to me just feels like an odd number. Like, why not go all the way to 1,000? <laughs> Bob, Bob doesn't like small numbers either from what I hear. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think if I'm I'm just guessing, just a guess, I don't have any inside information here, but I think the new PXG when it launches is probably going to be a thousand dollars. That's that's going to raise the the average selling price. So even if the market share dips a little, they'll they'll still come out ahead. And for every golfer out there screaming at this podcast right now about a thousand dollar driver, look, price is all relative, but I guarantee you this: there are going to be people in line to buy that driver at a thousand dollars. Period. Today we're talking a lot about the best driver in 2019, but if you want to find out what the best driver for you is right now, check out TrueGolfFit.com, the world's first personalized golf fitting engine. Not only will it tell you what the best driver is for you, it will tell you exactly how much longer and how much more accurate. Nobody does that in golf. TrueGolfFit.com. All right, so Gostradamus, back to the predictions. We've got Mizuno up, Wilson up, Torres flat, PXG up. So if everybody's almost up, who's down? They're going to be taken from somebody. Who are they taken from? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's this prediction I, I hate to make, right? But I think if I look at it, I think – so we've talked about this before. I have this general philosophy, and I can point to examples where even if a golf company is on a one-year release cycle, it's it's almost always on a two-year cycle, especially with a driver, right? I, I liken it to the iPhone, and then you know the next year you get the iPhone S, right? The Kind of the new version that has just a little bit more features, but, but not enough for you to spend another 1000 bucks if you already have an iPhone. With that in mind, right, who is who is kind of on their S cycles, if you will? TaylorMade, I think, is in, a, is in a dangerous spot because they're effectively into a second year of a new technology, right, Twistface. So how do they update and maintain that story and, and stay level with share? I think my guess is the driver is going to look, based on some of the mock-ups we've seen and some things we've heard, the drivers are going to look different than they have over the last few iterations. So that may help with that. But I think if you're looking, Callaway is, is you know, Rogue was there last year. So Callaway is going to come out with something, you know, with a with a fresh, a completely new, fresh story. Something flashy. Yes, yes, something something <laughs> epically flashy. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think Callaway is is in a position to to be up a little bit. So I think yeah, TaylorMade you're, probably. You're trying. I think you're trying to skirt this. Who's down? You got it. You got to You got to put it I think, out there. I think I think TaylorMade's down. I I hate to say it. But I think I think Ping risks being down. Believe it or not. Uh, hey, let's let's talk about that. So why in the hell would Ping even release a new driver? You know, <laughs> not confirmed once again, but G410, when they might have made the best driver that ever in the G400. No, I mean, look, you, we we know what the realities are, right? It doesn't matter how good your your product is if you don't put a new one out there within <laughs> a reasonable time frame. It's uh, it becomes how are they going to improve on the g400 man well i mean i guess i guess we'll find out when they tell us right what what the story <laughs> is and what we see with performance and, and we're hearing things about movable weights and things and potentially right that adds some flash and makes they're going to put turbulators on shaft well who knows right <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it's like all right you're going to do some things that that potentially make the driver look 
more interesting and, and add some functionality you've never had in a Ping driver before. Yeah, but, but if you own a Ping G400, man, it is, it's hard to go in and improve enough on a Ping G410. There, I, I think they're going to have a problem converting guys that own G400s to 410s. Well, and I, I would think Ping probably more than anybody else may be less interested in doing that. The reality is, right, we, we talk about this stuff every year, and, and we hear the, the people, oh, my God, another new driver. These release cycles are ridiculous. Do they expect us to buy every year? And the short answer is, well, they'd like you to buy every year, but they have – Most a, people buy every three to five anyway. So Yeah, they have a, they have a huge ton of data that says the average – the average golfer out in the world that buys golf equipment, that replacement cycle on a driver is closer to five years. So just because there's something new, if you already have a, a G400, you may not feel compelled to replace it because it is such a damn good driver. Yeah, if you got a G10 or G20, I mean, the G410 is going to be Yeah, if G30 even, right? It's probably time, but... Yeah, if you're if you're on a G400, there's no urgency. Yeah, what I try to tell people all the time, they ask quite frequently, is, hey, when should I upgrade? And I always try to tell them, one year, not so likely. Three years, maybe. Five years, more than likely. And ten, almost, you know, for sure, right? Because what we see in driver data is, overall, when you combine all the data, there's about one yard difference, evolutionary-wise, from year to year in regards to how much farther drivers are going, right? Now, that doesn't mean that an individual golfer can't find 20 or 30 by going and getting fit properly for any driver that fits them well. But overall, if you've got a new driver and it was fit well for you and you're going and getting fit well for another new driver one year later, you're probably not going to see that much benefit. And and we can't discount the, the role the shaft plays, right? Even if we're not talking in, hey, this is good versus bad or, or better versus worse. I mean, you're, you're kind of rolling the dice if you're not getting fitted that, hey, maybe maybe the shaft that, that Callaway put in the Rogue just happened to fit me better than what was in the Epic, right? It really could come down to that. And that's where you could see your gains. Yeah, look, we try to say it all the time. Stop buying lottery tickets. You know what I mean? Like, don't just randomly buy clubs. Basically, take them home, scratch them off, and see if you've got a winner because the odds of finding that winner are probably more than one in a million to finding the absolute best driver that maximizes your performance. So, you know... It, Till we're blue in the face, but go get fit. You know, in 2019, couldn't be a better year for you to go find the right driver. And I know that uh, we've talked about this uh, before we jumped on, but I know you wanted to talk about telling people to maybe wait, you know, until. Yeah. I know, I know it's so tempting, right? Especially, uh, <laughs> I don't know about our listeners, but I have a bad habit of, of when I start doing my Christmas shopping. I end up buying a lot more for myself than for other people. <laughs> so there's a there's a temptation there to just kind of well as long as I'm as long as I'm buying a new toaster oven for my mother, why don't I get myself a new driver kind of thing? And certainly too when we get our Christmas money, whatever we get, there's a tendency to to want to go out and spend it right away, but I mean, this stuff by the end of January or at least mid-February and again, I think ping is ping is the unknown here because I'm I'm hearing different release dates, but Certainly by March, right, where a good bit of us are going to be buried in snow anyway, still, you're going to have legitimately nine brands with an average of two plus models to, to go out and try. If you want to throw PXG in there, which I know is, is going to be above uh, the price point some people are willing to stomach, that's 10 legitimate brands all with, with something new that could potentially work for you. So, I mean, yeah, I... That's... That's good advice. You saw me on Twitter, right? I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to reach out to every one of these brands and and hopefully end up with ten or so heads in here. And I'm going to 
I'm going to do something different. I'm going to put the same shaft in every one and find the one that works best for me, and that's going to be my driver for the year now. So Tony's driver versus driver, not not it's it's not, not driver. driver, not driver versus driver. Wilson has a trademark on uh, on driver versus driver. So this is be... Tony's not driver versus driver. driver test. So any golf company that would like to get in on that, I think he's taking applications now. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I you know, I, realistically, I'm probably not going to have Taylor made in my bracket, but. That's uh, other than Taylor that, doesn't like you too much. I don't. I think I'm on the naughty list still. I don't know. Like, you know, they're gonna send you a there. coal driver, <laughs> <laughs> a shaft with a piece of coal on the end of it. Is what you get from yeah, Taylor? No, I mean, no big whoop, right? We still have lots of other good possibilities to to toy with. So it's gonna be really interesting to kind of try them all in that kind of scenario and and see. And and I realize, right? The average the average listener probably doesn't have the capabilities to try nine or 10 different drivers with the same shaft. But I mean, if there are four that interest you, right, wait, wait until all four are there and and set up your own little tournament, right? Go, go hit them head to head and come back and and try it again and whittle it down. Yeah. And I mean, we actually didn't even touch on this uh, much, but something like the new Titleist driver, which I think would shock people, maybe Titleist right now is the number one selling driver in golf. Yeah, that's what I've heard. How long has it been since Titleist has had a number one selling driver in golf? Perceptually, people have looked at them as a top performer, but we've known years for testing their driver that they are kind of middle of the pack, you know, and uh, and I think they would even admit they didn't have a, a great driver last go around. And it sounds like they've got a winner this year. So, well, so, I mean, right, the, the story from Titleist is they built a driver that that needed to be fitted to perform its its best or even from a distance perspective, right? Because Titleist thinks differently. They take kind of this comprehensive view of driver performance, which I think makes a lot of sense, right? But you have other brands that are like distance, distance, distance. And so Titleist was kind of built for this this total package off the rack type of thing. And yeah, it just hasn't evolved with the times, you know, in my opinion, in regards right, yeah, to how I people... Mean, it, it, it didn't hold its own. If you were going to walk into a bay and and hit three drivers and buy the longest one, which is unfortunately what a, what a lot of golfers do. And I say, when, when I say buy the longest one, I mean the one that hits the longest single shot, right? <laughs> Never mind the dispersion patterns and, and the fact that you spray. Well, it doesn't even matter. Titles wasn't even in the top three very often. So they weren't even included in the conversation, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, certainly they had a, they had a problem competing in that kind of, that kind of environment. And that kind of environment is, Honestly, probably the real-world environment in which golfers buy golf clubs. Well, look, Titleist knows Titleist knows that now, and they've made that change, you know? And oh, it's oh, my. It's going to be interesting to see, right? Because I know what TS2 and 3 look like against what's on the market right now. Uh, what is it going to look like if, if TaylorMade can give you another couple yards or Callaway can find a yard or two or whatever claim they're going to make? Because, I mean, let's be honest, right? If you If you're talking about the random i'm gonna i'm gonna grab what is on this rack and i'm gonna go into a hitting bay and i'm gonna hit the drivers from the five biggest brands titleist was at a tremendous disadvantage there they had a ton of ground to make up and i feel like with ts project ts2 ts3 they made all of that ground up and maybe a little bit more right i think they're competitive with absolutely anything on the market right now what does that look like the end of january right when you've got new TaylorMade, new callaway well it gets me back to the point and the point of this podcast for everybody. We wanted everybody to kind of know that, in our opinion, we've been doing this quite a long time. And Tony and I both agree that 2019 
might not only just be the best year for drivers in the last 10 years we've been doing this, it might be the best year for drivers ever for consumers. And if you can, you know, I know the Joe Lukes out there are going to be hard to sit on their hands and not hit by now. But if you can just hold off, I think you can get a chance to try all these drivers that are going to come out. I think the majority of golfers are going to find a driver if they get fit well. That will outperform what they own now. And that being said, I do think it's the best year for drivers in my, you know, in the in the years I've been doing this. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, who do you think is going to win 2019 most wanted driver for my golf spy? Ooh, ooh, I did not see that coming. I thought you were going to ask me who was going to be the best seller. Um, <laughs> who's going to win? That is that is tricky. I haven't. Oh, you're asking me to predict because I haven't I haven't even seen the 410. We've seen pictures of, of the new Callaway, but we don't know what it performs like. The TaylorMade. I feel like TaylorMade actually last year, and I mean, how long have we been doing driver testing? Seven or eight years, and the last three or four have been super comprehensive with 20-plus testers. And in all that time, I think last year was the first year where I felt like there wasn't a case to be made that TaylorMade was competitive with the best on distance. Uh, so there's an opportunity there. I hear a lot of talking, but no answer. I know. Oh, you got a 10-second oh. countdown here. Oh, let me. All right, let me look at the list here. I mean, you got M5, M6 from TaylorMade. You got Callaway Epic Flash, Titleist TS, Mizuno ST190, Wilson Cortex, Cobra King F9, Ping G410, Tora GXS, Srixon Z Drivers, PXG 0811 Gen 2. All right, I'm going to go on a ledge here and just kind of based on opportunity for improvement in an area I felt like was the cause of everything that made it rank not among the best in the past. I'm going to say it's going to be the Cobra F9 speedback. Bad thing about Cobra is they are really the envelope pushers for technology, and I want to commend them for that probably because the biggest, a lot of people... Still, I think, probably the biggest innovators in the driver space. Don't disagree, and a lot of people ride their coat deals, you know, two, three years later with similar tech, but... It's going to be, for me, I'm going to bet on the G410 just because I think they move those levers for distance and accuracy and forgiveness so well with the 400. I can't, they finally figured it out, you know, the right combination. I cannot imagine they're going to go away from that. And if they can improve on the 400, which is, I don't see how the hell they're going to do it. <laughs> no, that's, I don't see, I don't like see how the hell they lose. It's just, I mean, it was you know? so, it, it performs so well. And I mean, it's. I mean, we've talked about this. We've joked about it, right? It seems like over the years here, there's a there's a new driver in my bag every three months, right? And uh, you know, if you count the winter, I probably play two more over the winter just on the simulator indoors and and whenever I travel. But the the ping has been a steady fixture in my bag since. I mean, I'm trying to think. So my my member guest, not this year, but the year before, the year it launched. However, you know, a year and a half ago now almost that that was my first opportunity to put it in the bag was right before that tournament and it has it has been in my bag for just about every round since and that i mean that's unheard of right i don't i don't stick with a driver that long just fyi for everyone out there tony doesn't love drivers meaning he doesn't keep any for long and the 400 has stuck in his bag longer than any driver that i have ever seen which is saying more than a little it's saying a hell of a lot so this year, I'm going. You're going Cobra King F9 for the winner of most won in 2019. I'm going Ping G410 because I don't see how the hell they can't win it. But that being said, you guys tell us what you think. One is 2019, in your opinion, the best year for drivers ever. 
And two, who do you think is going to win the 2019 My Golf Spy Most Wanted Driver Test? Can I give and, you a dark horse though? Dark horse might slide in. Oh, who? I know. I knew you were going to do this. Who you got? I know. I, let's just say I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if Mizuno slid in because I, I kind of know, you know, what what some of the tech there is and and how close they've been, right? I mean, it's they were right there for distance last year. Just a a couple things to to tighten up. Uh, it, it could be a surprise, and I mean, we know, right? Callaway is going to be right there certainly for distance. I expect TS TS stuff is going to perform very well too. But like I said, I'm picking Cobra. I'm going to stick by my prediction, F9 speed back. But, uh, but if Mizuno sneaks in there, I, I want to be at least, you know, on record that I, you I, want to be covered. Yeah. Right? I don't, I don't, yeah. So I can go back and go, I knew it had a shot. All right. Well, that's it for today, everybody. 2019 best year for drivers ever. Don't buy a driver before March. <laughs> my golf spy insider podcast, episode three. Tell us what else you want to hear, what else you want to see, and we'll bring it to you. I'll talk to you later. Don't forget to subscribe to the My Golf Spy podcast. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to give us a review.